Hello, this is Marianne, and I'm going to be talking about what I have learned about digital resources and liter- literacy education here in this podcast. So I was really excited while I was going through this course because I felt like I could already find resources that I was familiar with to incorporate into my classroom. So last year I taught fifth grade and I'm currently teaching first. So that was a really big job just in terms of what students can do independently and what students can do digitally. So for example, I already talked about I Ready and Epic. Those were two resources that I was already very comfortable and familiar with that can work for both grade levels. And my students are on iReady almost every single day. That's kind of part of their morning work. They have a choice between doing reading a book on Epic or going on iReady every single morning. Um, and also another thing I enjoyed and found pretty easy in this classroom was just finding new resources to use, especially with all of the discussions and the posts from other people in this classroom. I was able to kind of gather a list of things or a list of things I wanted to do like I had all of these ideas um and I just found myself continuing to make all these excuses for it like oh well I can't do it because we're virtual right now and it'd be just so much easier if I showed them how to do it in person or you know oh they're just so young and I'm just going to wait a little bit before I introduce it because there's so much going on with virtual learning and they having to adapt And then last Monday, students came back into the building and we were face-to-face and we are still currently face-to-face right now. Um, But again, you know, getting them settled into those routines and um, make sure they have their mask on and are spaced out. It's like all of the space that I have mentally is being filled up by um, just all of these new procedures that we have and making sure everyone's staying safe. And at the same time, how can I make the learning engaging for my students and making sure I'm teaching my content areas when we're already losing so much time, just already being behind a month from the start of the school. And we were only teaching four days a week instead of five while we were virtual. I just felt like starting in-person instruction, I was just playing catch up. So I had all of these plans and I thought it was going to be so great. And I just found myself saying like, oh, well, I'll just do it another time. And yeah, that, that would be fun, but right now I really want to just focus on getting them used to school again. And I'm just sitting here now, and I was just thinking, and I was just, you know, talking with my coworkers just earlier today, like, oh my gosh, like, I wish I had taken advantage of last week and this week just because with Thanksgiving break coming up, my administrator is letting me know that you know, just be prepared if we don't come back in person. And now I feel like all of this time that I thought I had to do all of these fun things with them, I lost. And I just feel like I've wasted so much time making up all these excuses for myself. Because, it, you know, it's easy to say that you're going to do something, but to actually do it, especially with first graders who are already not really that comfortable and familiar with school, it's not, it's not so easy. Um, so I found myself regretting a lot of it and I had just texted my coworkers, my teammates 
just a few hours ago being like, oh my gosh, well, I wish we had done this. Remember this resource we learned about? I wish we'd have done that even in person. Like this was a resource we found for virtual learning, but think about how good it could have been in person. And they were like, yeah, man, I wish we would have done this earlier. And so we're all kind of on that same page of feeling regretful, I think. Um, but I also did, you know, I'm not going to be that hard on myself because I also was able to do new things, not things that I necessarily planned because there were some plans I had for my class because of this class specifically, because of this um, 7110 course, you know, like having them go make books online and share those digital resources with each other and play around with making collages. I was not able to do any of those. But I just feel like, you know, I'm already kind of having that conversation with my co-workers and thinking to myself, like, what are some good ways I can make this accessible to students digitally? What can I do with their devices now that each student has a device? And, you know, earlier today, we're in our social studies unit, we're learning about maps and globes. And so I had given all the students a link that they can access to go on their iPads to explore Google Maps. And of course, I did it on, on the screen as a whole class first. And when I saw just how interested they were by and fascinated by it, I had given them a link and, you know, taken some time out of my lesson just to give them some time to explore. And I really think that it was it was just a really meaningful experience for them. And as I was reading the Lotherington and Jensen article with the the play as work and work as play part specifically, I mean, to them, this was play, you know, like looking through the maps and dragging that little yellow guy into different places on the map. This was play for them. They were begging me all day to get back on the Google Maps. But they were learning so much because they were like, well, Miss Kim, how do I find Athens? How do I find our school on this map? Can, can you show me? And I was like, okay, well, first find our country and where's our state. And, you know, I was able to incorporate the vocabulary words that were part of my lesson. And what I originally had thought was me losing instructional time was them being able to learn on their own. Like I gave them this online resource, which was just a quick little link to Google Maps. And they were learning these vocabulary words and really being able to see the different layers of location. And I think they learned a lot just by going through the motion of looking through this map and having this be such an interactive experience. They learned a lot more from this than just the little booklet printout that I had prepared for them. And I'm just really so excited to see what that conversation is going to look like and what the lesson is going to look like tomorrow. Just, you know, letting them talk with each other about what they noticed and what they saw. And I already know that they are, you know, on track and they're excited to learn. That's the big thing. They are so excited to learn about this unit because they're able to be so hands-on with them and we have this amazing resource with the iPads and the technology for them to be exploring like this and click around on the little streets and move around. Um, another thing is because we're not so sure if we're going to come back after Thanksgiving, my team and I, we sat down today, this afternoon after school to 
kind of write a list of what we wanted to provide for students just in case we don't come back and how we can prepare ourselves in case we are no longer able to enter the building. So we were kind of collecting all the student iPads and making sure that they were logged into all of the resources. And we found ourselves thinking like, well, we know some of the instructional methods that we used when we were uh, virtual initially did not work so well. So what can we do instead? So um, I had to step out of my comfort zone because I'm I'm really a creature of habit. And, you know, they have all these PLs from the district about all these million resources that we should use. And, you know, it's overwhelming. But we really did take that time today, this afternoon, my team and I, to look through them and comb through and figure out what was the best resources for our kids and where they're at. And I find that uh, it's kind of difficult to find digital literacy activities for first grade and how to incorporate digital resources for first grade just because I feel like a lot of the articles that I read in this course and all of the responses that I saw from them my classmates were more catered towards upper grade, middle school, that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't know, because I guess when I initially started getting into this course, I really was thinking about just Facebook and Twitter. And, you know, these things don't really mean anything to these first graders. But then I, and, you know, there's also digital resources that we can use, not just as social media, but just anything that we use for them to make learning more interactive and for them to be more familiar with the iPad. So tomorrow, what we're going to do is go through the iPad and make sure that students are able to navigate from one app to another and introduce the resources that we have to them to make sure that they know how to turn their work and they know where to go when they need to look up how to spell something and what do you do when you want have a question and for the teacher but you don't know or you can't access zoom right then and there you know um so it's really got us thinking about exactly what we need to do and what we need to prepare students for virtually now that we do luckily have this time to teach them these digital skills, digital literacy skills in person when it is more, it's, it's easier for students to learn this kind of stuff in face-to-face, I think. Another thing that I was thinking about was reading the Hicks and Turner article on the National Council of Teachers of English page. They had that part about the like the limits, like teachers who would kind of put these rules on these creative assignments that they gave. And I, I was definitely guilty of that. I'm not, I wouldn't say so much right now, just because actually, no, I still am. But I think, again, you know, us putting those limits, like make sure you have five slides on your PowerPoint, make sure you are meeting this criteria. Um, We just need to give the students the benefit of the doubt, I think. I think a lot of the times when I find myself 
wanting to make these rules for these kids as they create. Um, creating these boundaries that they need to stick inside of as they make and explore. I think it's like me trying to make sure that they aren't slacking, which is silly because I feel like if students slack, then they slack. And that's more, that could be, you know, a bigger issue. Like they didn't completely understand the topic or maybe Something's going on at home, so they don't have as much time and as much mental space to put into this assignment. But giving the students the benefit of the doubt of, okay, I'm going to just let this be a completely um, creative assignment for them where they get to choose and make their own rules. We just have to trust and believe that they will create something that is showcasing what they know exactly I don't know if that makes sense um but yeah I've I really enjoyed what I've learned from this I know that I my next steps are going to be implementing rather than just planning I think that's the big thing and the final project is definitely going to help with that it's always easier to plan than to do but I'm definitely going to be keeping this all in mind as I potentially go back into my second trial of virtual teaching and I hope tomorrow when you know I'm going through all of these digital resources with my class it something sticks and it somehow makes virtual learning with first grade just a million times smoother by some miracle but thank you for so for all of the modules. They have been so meaningful and you know, they've really they really make me think, not even just past tense. Like they really it's something that I consider as I plan our lessons every week. Thank you. Hello. This is Marianne, and I'm going to be talking about what I have learned about digital resources and literacy education here in this podcast. So I was really excited while I was going through this course because I felt like I could already find resources that I was familiar with to incorporate into my classroom so last year i taught fifth grade and i'm currently teaching first so that was a really big job just in terms of what students can do independently and what students can do digitally so for example i already talked about iReady and epic those were two resources that i was already very comfortable and familiar with that could work for both grade levels and my students are on iReady almost every single day. That's kind of part of their morning work. They have a choice between doing reading a book on Epic or going on iReady every single morning. Um, and also another thing I enjoyed and found pretty easy in this classroom was just finding new resources to use, especially with all of the discussions and the posts from other people in this classroom. I was able to kind of gather a list of things or a list of things I wanted to do like I had all of these ideas um and I just found myself continuing to make all these excuses for it like 
oh, well, I can't do it because we're virtual right now. It'd be just so much easier if I showed them how to do it in person or, you know, oh, they're just so young and I'm just going to wait a little bit before I introduce it because there's so much going on with virtual learning and they having to adapt. And then last Monday, students came back into the building and we were face-to-face and we are still currently face-to-face right now. Um, but again, you know, getting them settled into those routines and um, make sure they have their mask on and are spaced out. It's like all of the space that I have mentally is being filled up by um, just all of these new procedures that we have and making sure everyone's staying safe. And at the same time, how can I make the learning engaging for my students and making sure I'm teaching my content areas when we're already losing so much time just already being behind the month from the start of the school and we were only teaching four days a week instead of five while we were virtual I just felt like starting in-person instruction I was just playing catch-up so I had all of these plans I thought it was going to be so great and I just found myself saying like oh well I'll just do it another time and yeah that that would be fun but right now I really want to just focus on getting them used to school again and I'm just sitting here now and I was just thinking and I was just you know talking with my co-workers just earlier today like oh my gosh like I wish I had taken advantage of last week and this week just because with Thanksgiving break coming up my administrator is letting me know that you know just be prepared if we don't come back in person and now I feel like all of this time that I thought I had to do all of these fun things with them I lost and I just feel like I've wasted so much time making up all these excuses for myself because it you know it's easy to say that you're gonna do something but to actually do it especially with first graders who are already not really that comfortable and familiar with school it's not it's not so easy Um, so I found myself regretting a lot of it and I had just texted my coworkers, my teammates just a few hours ago being like, oh my gosh, well, I wish we had done this. Remember this resource we learned about? I wish we'd have done that even in person. Like this was a resource we found for virtual learning, but think about how good it could have been in person. And they were like, yeah, man, I wish we would have done this earlier. And so we're all kind of on that same page of feeling regretful I think um but I also did you know I'm not going to be that hard on myself because I also was able to do new things not things I necessarily planned because there were some plans I had for my class because of this class specifically because of this um 7110 course you know like having them go make books online and share those digital resources with each other and play around with making collages I was not able to do any of those but I just feel like you know I'm already kind of having that conversation with my co-workers and thinking to myself like what are some good ways I can make this accessible to students digitally what can I do with their devices now that each student has a device and you know earlier today we're in our social studies unit we're learning about maps and globes and so I had given all the students a link that they can access to go on their iPads to explore Google Maps and of course I did it 
on on the screen as a whole class first and when I saw just how interested they were by and fascinated by it I had given them a link and you know taken some time out of my lesson just to give them some time to explore and I really think that it was it was just a really meaningful experience for them and as I was reading the Lotherington and Jensen article with the the play as work and work as play part specifically I mean to them this was play you know like looking through the maps and dragging that little yellow guy into different places on the map this was play for them they were begging me all day to get back on the google maps but they were learning so much because they were like well miss kim how do i find athens how do i find our school on this map can can you show me and i was like okay well first find our country and where's our state and you know i was able to incorporate the vocabulary words that were part of my lesson and what i originally had thought was me losing instructional time was them being able to learn on their own like i gave them this online resource which was just a quick little link to google maps and they were learning these vocabulary words and really being able to see the different layers of location and i think they learned a lot just by going through the motion of looking through this map and having this be such an interactive experience they learned a lot more from this than just the little booklet printout that i had prepared for them and i'm just really so excited to see what that conversation is going to look like and what the lesson is going to look like tomorrow just you know letting them talk with each other about what they noticed and what they saw and i already know that they are you know on track and ex- they're excited to learn that's the big thing they are so excited to learn about this unit because they're able to be so hands on with them and we have this amazing resource with the iPads and the technology for them to be exploring like this and click around on the little streets and move around um another thing is because we're not so sure if we're going to come back after Thanksgiving my team and I we sat down today this afternoon after school to kind of write a list of what we wanted to provide for students just in case we don't come back and how we can prepare ourselves in case we are no longer able to enter the building so we were kind of collecting all the student iPads and making sure that they were logged into all of the resources and we found ourselves thinking like well we know some of the instructional methods that we used when we were uh virtual initially did not work so well so what can we do instead so um i had to step out of my comfort zone cuz i'm i'm really a creature of habit and you know there you have all these pls from the district about all these million resources that we should use and you know it's overwhelming but we really did take that time today this afternoon my team and I to look through them and comb through and figure out what was the best resources for our kids and where they're at and i find that uh it's kind of difficult to find digital literacy activities for first grade and how to incorporate digital resources for first grade just because i feel like a lot of the articles that i read in this course and all of the responses that i saw from my classmates were more catered towards upper grade middle school that kind of stuff um but i don't know because i guess when i 
initially started getting into this course, I really was thinking about just Facebook and Twitter and, you know, these things don't really mean anything to these first graders. But then, I, and, you know, there's also digital resources that we can use, not just as social media, but just anything that we use for them to make learning more interactive and for them to be more familiar with the iPad. So tomorrow what we're going to do is go through the iPad and make sure that students are able to navigate from one app to another and introduce the resources that we have to them to make sure that they know how to turn their work and they know where to go when they need to look up how to spell something and what do you do when you want have a question and for the teacher but you don't know or you can't access zoom right then and there you know um so it's really got us thinking about exactly what we need to do and what we need to prepare students for virtually now that we do luckily have this time to teach them these digital skills digital literacy skills in person when it is more it's it's easier for students to learn this kind of stuff in face-to-face i think another thing that i was thinking about was reading the hicks and turner article on the national council of teachers of english page they had that part about the like the limits like teachers who would kind of put these rules on these creative assignments that they gave and i i was definitely guilty of that i'm not i wouldn't say so much right now just because actually no i still am but i think again you know us putting those limits like make sure you have five slides on your powerpoint make sure you are meeting this criteria um we just need to give the students the benefit of the doubt i think i think a lot of the times when i find myself wanting to make these rules for these kids as they create um, creating these boundaries that they need to stick inside of as they make and explore i think it's like me trying to make sure that they aren't slacking which is silly because i feel like if students slack then they slack and That's more, that could be, you know, a bigger issue, like they didn't completely understand the topic or maybe something's going on at home, so they don't have as much time and as much mental space to put into this assignment. But giving the students the benefit of the doubt of, okay, I'm going to just let this be a completely um, creative assignment for them where they get to choose and make their own rules we just have to trust and believe that they will create something that is showcasing what they know exactly i don't know if that makes sense um but yeah i've i really enjoyed what i've learned from this i know that i my next steps are going to be implementing rather than just planning i think that's the big thing and the final project is definitely going to help with that it's always easier to plan than to do but i'm definitely going to be keeping this all in mind as i potentially go back into my second 
trial of virtual teaching and I hope tomorrow when you know I'm going through all of these digital resources with my class it something sticks and it somehow makes virtual learning with first grade just a million times smoother by some miracle but thank you for so for all of the modules they have been so meaningful and you know they've really they really make me think not even just past tense like they really it's something that I consider as I plan our lessons every week thank you